episode featuring an interview with Scott Erskine from Erskine Law. To start off the episode though, I want to recap our Midland event, give a preview of the state competition, and an update on our team. With our Midland event, our team ended the event ranked second place and a record of 12 and 4. We were picked by the first alliance, team 5166, the Freeland Fabricators. We were joined by team 6642, Harrison Stingers of Steel. Our team won the first two matches and moved on to the fourth round, where we lost to the second alliance, consisting of Team 5216, the Evil Empire, Team 5114, Titanium Tigers, and Team 5231, the Radical Jays. We were eliminated from the playoffs in the semifinals by the fourth alliance, consisting of Team 5425, Rogue Robots, Team 3770, Blitzkrieg, and Team 6753, CBA Robo Kings. At the end of the event, we won the first Impact Award. Now let's preview the Michigan State Championship, which starts later this week. Matches begin at 5.30 p.m. on Thursday. Alliance selections begin at 6.30 p.m. on Friday. Playoffs begin Saturday at 9.30 a.m. At the time of recording, the divisions and match schedules have not been released. According to the Blue Alliance, our team is ranked 20th in the state of Michigan, with 126 points. Statbotics has us ranked 22nd in Michigan, 102nd in the U.S., and 116th in the world. Our team will have a chance to interview for the Impact Award at the state championship as well. Now for some other news outside of competitions. Our team has hosted the Brain Bowl earlier this week, consisting of numerous teams in the Great Lakes Bay region to provide them with an opportunity to practice for the state competition. Team 5424 Rogue Robotics won the event. Our team also helped raise a thousand pounds of batteries along with a charge to help responsibly recycle them. Our team has also had the opportunity this week to tour one of our sponsors' facilities, Hemlock Semiconductor, this week. Students learned how HSE produces polysilicone. HSE is responsible for a third of the global output of polysilicone. I hope you enjoyed this recap, and now here's my interview with Scott Erskine. Have you seen any direct connections with the impact that you've made on the team? Yeah, I actually took my sons to one of the competitions at Milford. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've gone over and visited the STEM Center. And, nice. you know, everyone over there was great and kind of went through the types of things that uh, I think our initial contribution went to the building. And then I think this year's contribution went to support the team and its efforts and all of its travels and getting to and from competitions and pay tournament fees and all of that sort of stuff. So, yeah, we have seen where the money goes, which is spectacular, Yeah, but actually not necessary. We assume you guys will use it where you need to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how did you get to know Mr. and Mrs. Lockwood? Did you guys have any previous connections with them? No, I mean, I went to Hamlock High School, so... Nice. Uh, you know, and when we were talking, you know, we kind of always went through who we knew and I knew who Dana was from high school, even though she mm-hmm. was a couple of years ahead of me. 
and knew her family and I knew who Tom was, you know, Hemlock's not the biggest place. So I was familiar with what they were trying to do even before we ever spoke about it from my dad who still lives in Hemlock. Yeah. I've seen him at a few of our uh, events out in the STEM center. He seems to be a yeah, he was really big supporter. Night. Yeah, he was there last night and sent me the live feed so I could watch everybody practice for the uh, upcoming states. Yeah, that was a lot of fun last night. Um, Looked like it. Do you have any like kids that were in first or know anyone who was in first robotics? No. Okay. No, I have a eighth grader. Um, you know, I live in the Detroit area and we've been in kind of out of going to see the Milford competition and watching some of the heats uh, online with me, he's interested in looking into his high school to see if they have a robotics program and he may want to join next year as a freshman. Yeah, yeah. It's certainly a lot of fun. I'll definitely recommend it. So let's talk a little bit more about you and your company. Can you tell us what you do on a day-to-day basis? Well, I'm the owner and uh, managing partner of Erskine Law, which is a 65-employee law firm with offices in Michigan, two offices in California, and one in Columbus, Ohio. So what I do on a day-to-day basis is I practice law and I manage along with my office manager and executive assistant, all 65 employees. Nice. Where did you go to school at? So for undergrad, I went to the University of Michigan and for law school, I went to uh, Michigan State University at Detroit College of Law is what it was called at the time. Awesome. Did you see any benefits from going to Hemlock come into use that you've learned and applied to your day-to-day basis? Oh, absolutely. Benefits from the high school itself. I mean, we had amazing teachers when I was there Mm -hmm. and I know you all do as well. When I went to Hemlock, we didn't have AP classes. When the few of us that went to U of M arrived, they had us take different placement tests to see if we would qualify to be in the regular calculus class mm-hmm. or if we had to take any remedial classes. And we all, you know, thanks to Mr. Otter's calculus class, were we easily assimilated into the calculus classes there. Um, I was fortunate enough to take uh, two years of chemistry with Mr. Taylor, and I actually placed out of the first semester of inorganic chemistry at the University of Michigan. I took it anyway because I would have to take the lab, and it didn't make sense to take a lab for a class that I wasn't taking. But academically, from Mrs. Thering's English classes to, I mean, we we had amazing teachers. And so I saw the benefits of attending Hemlock all the way through undergrad and uh, law school. Nice, nice. That's good to hear. What does your law firm specialize in? Well, we are what's called a litigation boutique firm. We mostly do litigation, which means our attorneys are in court every day. And we, our largest clients are Ford Motor Company, General Motors, and uh, FCA. We do a lot of auto work. We also represent some tier one, tier two, tier three suppliers to the auto industry. We also represent a lot of other businesses. We handle everything from warranty claims to lemon lawsuits, to fraud cases, to product liability claims. And we, for many of our clients, we do a lot of those things nationally. Nice. What's one thing that you do that to the outsider might surprise someone? Like a favorite part of the job, maybe? Oh, my favorite? I don't, I don't know 
my favorite part of the job is practicing law, but I mean, some of the things that I do on a day-to-day -day basis that might surprise a lot of people is take out trash <laughs> and clean up workstations that are messy. Um, you know, when you own a company, you're involved, you know, in every aspect of it, you know, from HR to helping lawyers solve problems on their cases, to going into court on the biggest cases for the clients, to, you know, you're the head janitor, the head plumber, the head electrician, you know, you do everything. Mm -hmm. And so I think what usually surprises people is when they see me in the mechanical room, you know, trying to figure out something with the server or trying to, you know, getting out a mop when something was spilled and the floor is sticky. Yeah. Um, I don't think the other stuff surprises people. Yeah, that's certainly interesting because I think a lot of people see when you're like an owner or CEO of a company that you kind of just lay back and do nothing. You're kind of just letting everyone do their thing. But obviously you're showing that uh, there's a lot of things you guys have to do behind the scenes coming from simple stuff as just, you know, cleaning up a table or like you were saying, like a spill on the floor or something like that. Yeah, the way we run our company is a little bit different than some law firms, I'm sure. But we have a team atmosphere. We encourage everyone if they think there's something that can be improved to let us know, because we realized right when we started the firm that we don't know everything mm -hmm. and we'll never know everything and that other people have good ideas. And we also wanted it to be, you know, a team atmosphere. And I, I I'm the ultimate team leader because I own the company, mm -hmm. but I'm a member of the team. So I want our people to realize that when we're asking them to do something, that it's absolutely 100% something I would do myself. Yeah. So, and, you know, we, we try and instill that in all of our management level people, that everyone is capable and willing to do any job in the office. So what benefits have you seen at your company on applying that mantra to your, to all your employees? Like, do you see better morale? Uh, does it make it just easier to run the company overall? You know, there's a lot of benefits. First of all, when when your top level people are able to do any job in the company, training new employees is a lot easier. I read something a long time ago that if you wanted to buy a Chick-fil-A back in the, and maybe it's true today, back in the 80s or 90s, you would have to work for either several months or a year in a Chick-fil-A. You would have to learn how to run the fryer. You would have to learn how to assemble the chicken sandwiches. You would have to learn how to do all of the things mm -hmm. before you could. they would actually sell you a franchise. Wow. And we kind of have the same philosophy is our top people need to be able to do anything. And so what we've seen from that is we have very good employee retention we have, you know, one of the, uh, one of my partners, he was there on, well, I started the company on day one. He started day two. He's still with us. Our very first law clerk in 2000 started in 2005, a year after we founded the company. And he's now a partner there. Nice. Um, we started a huge piece of work for Ford Motor Company in 2009, and we hired four people to start on that project. And of the four people that started, one has retired and the other three are all still there working on that same project. So because our employees know that everything we do is a team effort, we think that unlike a lot of our competitor law firms, 
Because of our team approach, we have an incredibly high employee retention and really good morale in the office. We have a great working environment. And that's not me saying that. That's the reviews that we do year over year. Yeah. That, you know, um, people really like working with us. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. And uh, it's definitely a great way to run a company. I'm glad it's certainly working out for you guys. Is there anything else that you want to add? No, I I just want to wish uh, the current team great success in the upcoming state. And uh, I'm I'm sure what would be nationals as well. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're just happy. My wife, Natalie, and I and our firm are all happy and pulling for you guys. And we're happy to support such a great program at Hemlock. Well, we certainly appreciate your support and feel it's very much appreciated. And thank you very much for joining me today. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Bulb. Please subscribe, share with your friends and family, and leave a five-star rating. Want to ask a question and get featured on The Bulb? Leave a voice message at the link in the description, and we'll play it in our next episode. Make sure to tune in next week for a new episode as well. If you have any questions, please send us a message in our social media platforms. Links to those are in our description. Thank you.